0: Hey guys, it's Matt. Thanks for downloading the latest episode of the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Um, quick note before we get started, if you can't tell by the sound of my voice, I'm a little sick. It's, you know, cold weather and all that. Um, this episode, actually, I and Tiny? Me and Tiny? Me and Tiny. We're both, uh, or Tiny and I, we're both sick, um, so there's several coughs throughout it. um, but we're pretty good about keeping away from the mic, so hopefully... I couldn't edit them out or anything, but they're there, so hopefully they're not too big of a distraction. Other thing you'll notice is that we use some new music this week. <clears throat> uh, the song, if you like it, is called An Eclipse of Events. It's uh, by the band Star Tissue. Um, you can find them on SoundCloud, and uh, they're pretty awesome, and we appreciate them letting us use their music. Um, so without further ado, here's the episode. Hope you enjoy it.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Hey, listeners, and welcome to the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. I am Mike White, and you can follow me on Twitter at I am Mike White. I'm joined, of course, by my dear friends Matt and Tiny, who are on Twitter at Obsessive Viewer and at Obsessive Tiny, respectively. Uh, before we get into things, I want to remind everyone to check out the complimentary blog. Uh, viewer dot com. You can like us on Facebook or send us love mail or hate mail at ovpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, finally, we want to take our turn at shout out tag uh, and tell you guys to check out our friends at the Nerds You're Looking For podcast. Uh, they've put out two episodes so far, and they've they've said some nice things about us uh, and. Matt specifically, and uh, i'm I'm really excited to see where they go. I'll also pay it forward as well and shout out to the guys in the comedy group Hoy Uh They're putting their videos up on Funny or Die and YouTube, uh, and you can check them out on Facebook at Hoy Poloy Entertainment or Funny or Die, and uh, we're hoping to have them on the on the podcast soon. So let's dive in. today we're talking about tragedy uh, off the screen last week was on the screen and we'll conclude the trilogy next week with uh, notable dog deaths on screen. <laughs> it's not the emo viewer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or yeah. A listener or whatever. It's yeah. super somber all of a sudden. Yeah, making sure everyone's everyone's all
0: nice and depressed for the holidays. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, no, what are we we'll probably do like a Christmas one next week, right? So uh, so if oh, oh, if next,
0: week. next week is uh, Lord of the Rings.
1: Oh okay. Yeah. Well, if you're thinking about uh leaving the show cuz it's just too damn sad. Uh, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> anyway, uh what we're doing is because Paul Walker uh just died on uh was it November 30th? Uh yeah, it was uh, Saturday, wasn't it? It was Saturday yeah. uh just recently. And uh and not that any of us would consider ourselves big Paul Walker fans, but uh, word around the internet was that he was a great guy. Uh, we all appreciated his movies. I've said She's All That is, is one of my favorite movies, and I stand by that. Um, and so we're going to kind of talk about celebrity deaths or, or celebrities who left us too early uh, that really affected us. So uh, let's do it. Awesome. Who wants to start? Let's go. get going. Um,
2: uh, who wants to start? Tiny, do you want to start? Uh, sure, yeah, I can go ahead and start. Okay. Um, the first actor I wanted to bring up, uh, he passed away a few years ago. Uh, the actor's named Brad Renfro. Um, the reason I wanted to bring him up is because I feel like he's a, a very underappreciated actor, um, especially when he was alive. Um, mm-hmm. He was one of the few actors who successfully you know, transitioned from being a child actor into – an adult actor, which you know, it's not easy to do, um, and I feel like he had a lot to offer. You know, he he was really impressive as a as a child actor, and he trans—I he, mean, he transferred that really well into being an adult. You know, it's so many times you'll see kids, and they they aren't very good, but uh, he was an exception to that. Um, his last film was uh, The Informers in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Um, which was an okay movie.
0: <laughs> I, uh, sorry, sorry. Um, The Informers. I, I was falling asleep throughout it, but I it, just all I remember of it is waking up to seeing Amber Heard naked like throughout the entire movie.
2: Yeah, <laughs> she's naked like the whole movie. That's the only good thing about it.
1: Uh, but I not mean, Brad <laughs> Renfro. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's a very very nice uh, eulogy I'm giving him. Um, yeah, but <laughs> no, he just.
1: <laughs>
2: he was uh there was another great movie he was in called Tenth and Wolf that I think is a really underrated film as well that a lot of people haven't seen. Uh it's a crime film, but uh he was just a really talented actor and he unfortunately he, he had quite a problem. He uh he was killed um be from uh, an overdose of uh, of heroin. You know, it's kind of a mm-hmm. a classic scenario, I guess you could say. Um mm-hmm. just it's just one of those things I think that artistic people just you know sometimes they feel like their suffering influences their art and maybe he was one of those people um but I don't know you know it's like I said his his death was very underreported and very kind of ignored a lot um it, like for example in the the Oscars that year the in remembrance section he wasn't even mentioned which really, oh, wow. made,
1: really made me mad um well, I wonder if um if you look at the box office really the the only big thing he did was apt pupil you mm-hmm. know uh that was that was kind of super notable and 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 kind of recognized in the industry as as something of note was apt pupil. and that came out ten years before he died so i th- i think mm-hmm. I wonder if like part of it was um you know he hadn't done anything really huge in ten years. And and now he's dead. So, right. I think that's part of it. Yeah.
0: Was that, was Sleepers widely regarded at the time? I mean, that was that was even before After Pupil, I know. But yeah. That was. I'm not big, sure. It?
1: I I and really... you know, Ghost World uh, had some notoriety. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, The Informers. People know about that movie, but but definitely After Pupil is is his uh, most famous work. Except maybe Tom and Huck. <laughs> yeah. With uh with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. And there's also he has a movie in nineteen ninety-five called The Cure. Do you guys remember that movie? No. It I had Joseph Mazzello, who oh. was the kid from Jurassic Park. Right, in the Pacific. And mm-hmm. the Pacific. And he was he was uh um one of the guys who founded Facebook in uh the social network <laughs> as well. That's right. And yeah. I remember uh I loved the cure. The cure's fantastic. Joe Joe Mazzello played this kid. Uh, who is dying of AIDS, and and um, Brad Renfro befriends this young Joseph Mazzello, and they so, so they go like on a search for this this cure for AIDS, and uh, it's just good, it's a fantastic movie.
0: That just that just reminds me of that episode of South Park. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is that is that what they're doing though?
0: Uh, Are they whipping
1: off the cure?
0: Oh, I don't know actually. I I don't know. I I don't think so, but. I just remember in, in South Park, every, every time they mention, are you sure? They're like, I'm not just sure. I'm HIV positive. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible.
1: So, wow. so far, um, taking the somber thing seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: my masturbation joke of, of the week. Cause last, yep. That wasn't even a masturbation joke, but last week I made a masturbation joke before we started talking about Schindler's List. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
1: nice.
2: Yeah, inappropriateness.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah, I should stop we, talking. <laughs> we keep it classy here on the Obsessive Viewer. Yeah, um, <laughs>
0: it's funny you bring up Brad Renfro though, Tiny, because I, like, I've only seen of his entire resume, um, Sleepers and uh, Tenth and Wolf. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never seen After People, despite being a big Stephen King fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even remember remember i couldn't i wouldn't be able to pick him out honestly um oh wow yeah just because i haven't seen i've seen those two movies and i haven't seen them in a long time like i think the last time i saw sleepers was oddly enough like over at your house when you had a bunch of people stay in the night yeah <laughs> kind of like back in high school so that's kind hmm. of a weird thing to show people how to sleep over but still um <laughs> <coughs> excuse me um yeah so um I have to check out more of his work though, because oh, and I also saw The Informers, but like I said, I kept falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Definitely check out Apt People because that's a really good movie. Yeah, okay. uh, based on a Stephen King novella. Right. Yep. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, I wanted to bring him up first because I I don't know I feel like he was very underrepresented. So. Right. And uh, I kind of I kind of miss him. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Where do you think his career would have been after, or if he
2: hadn't died? It's hard to tell with, with someone who's an addict like that, you know. Right. Um, if he could have, you know, pulled a Robert Downey Jr. and gotten it all together, you know, he could have been like Robert Downey Jr., in my opinion. Um, nice. I, think, I just think he was really talented and just didn't quite, if he would have had more time, he really would have been able to, you know, stretch his acting wings, if you will. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's my first one.
0: Nice. Uh, Mike, yeah. do you want to go next?
1: Yeah, go next. Uh, The first one that ever, the first um, celebrity that left us too soon, I guess is a sensitive way to say it, that really affected me was uh, Chris Farley.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And he died on December 18th, 1997. Uh, And at the time, he and Adam Sandler were were my idols. Uh, Do you guys remember Schmidt's Gay Beer? The commercial on SNL for Schmidt's Gay Beer?
0: Vaguely, yeah. A little bit
1: is absolutely one of my all-time favorites. You know, it's just a send-up of, of beer commercials when when they they go into this, like, summer house, this pool house, and uh, it's really lame, and they don't know what to do, and then somebody brings out Schmidt's Gay Beer, and then there's a bunch of dudes in Speedos walking around, and Sandler <laughs> and Farley are, like, looking at them, doing double takes. Whoa! It is hilarious. Perf- perfect send-up of, of like... Uh, 80s and 90s beer commercials so anyway uh, the SNL skit came out he was in one of my favorite scenes from Wayne's World where he played the security guard explaining where Alice Cooper goes and after that I kind of just consumed everything uh, that Farley did Uh, anyway in 1994 1995 season uh, they let go SNL let go of a bunch of cast members so uh, Chris Farley and um david spade made tommy boy and black sheep uh both movies made a little over 30 million and they both won the box office uh in their respective releases um most people me included i would guess you guys do think tommy boy is the better film you guys agree with that oh yeah
0: absolutely and that actually surprises me that black sheep got that much of a um much of a uh um, response because i didn't think i honestly thought that it was kind of the the black sheep of those two movies i, I thought hey. that it wasn't yeah right um, uh, well i, I will say
1: and i don't have the exact weeks and i'm embarrassed uh black sheep did not stay in the top 20 as long as tommy boy did okay I
0: wouldn't have expected and,
1: to and that. in fact tommy boy didn't so much either uh, it really found the found a cult following you know on on vhs anyway uh fun facts about the two gene siskel called black sheep the one of only three movies he's ever walked out on (laughs) (laughs) and tommy boy is in ebert's most hated list but i i don't really like black sheep but i uh i think the the hate for tommy boy is unfair it's definitely a cult classic especially now um it's endlessly quotable quotable uh-huh it is also one of many movies, here's another fun fact, that includes the, uh, the famous Star Wars misquote, Luke, I am your father.
0: Yeah, with the, <laughs> with the fan.
1: Right? When he's talking into, the, <laughs> talking into the fan and he has the, the skeleton f- hand thing. Yeah.
0: Which he later it's, flips off David Spade with. He,
1: he does, exactly.
0: <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, so I love Tommy Boy. I, I love all that stuff. But when, when I really became a Farley fanatic, I, I guess that's what they called us was with Beverly Hills Ninja, funny oh, enough. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was his first starring role. So check this out. I got it for my birthday in November when it came out. I was I was like 11 years old. It was my 11th birthday. And my brother Kevin and I watched it literally, not kidding, every day for for about two weeks after I got the VHS <laughs> nice. from my grandma for, uh, for my birthday. So the movie, let's do a little math. The movie was released in January of 97- the vhs came out later i got it in november uh so if you've been doing the math he died about five weeks after i received the vhs and i was absolutely crushed oh man Uh, i was devastated um like up to then i'd never been connected to an actor before like it was always characters or ninja turtles or spider-man but I, i had never cared about an actor and followed an actor's work and it was like I, I remember just sitting around and watching the news of it and being like, "Well, he'll come back, right? He'll do another movie." <laughs> wow! Uh, and then when Almost Heroes came out, do you remember that with Matthew Perry? Yeah. Posthumously, uh, yeah. I was like too sad to see it, and I've still never seen it.
0: I've never seen it either.
1: Yeah, I can't. I haven't either.
0: Wow, that's uh, it's interesting. You, it's interesting that you connected with Beverly Hills Ninja because I was I wasn't that into it or anything. I, I don't even remember if I ever saw it, but Tommy uh-huh. Boy was like. That was like I loved that movie growing up. That was like one of my favorite movies. Yeah. So when when I found out that he died, I was kind of like, it was kind of a weird thing because he was very energetic. He had a lot of uh, he had extraordinarily high energy. Uh huh. And I don't know. I don't think I picked up on any of this as as a kid, but I know my parents were both kind of like. Well, he's clearly like very much into like heavy drugs and stuff like that, which. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Which. Which. So when he died, it was kind of like this thing where I'm like, I'm shocked, but my parents, they're like, they're like, well, that was expected. Um, yeah. Wow. So not that they're insensitive or anything like that. It's, it was just kind of like, it didn't affect them quite as much. And we used to watch right. *Saturday Night Live* all the time.
2: Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's true, and he also like in everything he did emulated uh John Belushi who is his idol right. you know mm-hmm. and uh so Farley died at the John Hancock Center in Chicago which also hit home cuz i grew up in Chicago oh, no. um right. in his apartment which uh on um oh what was it it was cocaine and morphine which something is something like, like that, very yeah. extreme yeah extremely similar to the way uh John Belushi died and it was it was just eerie um and sad it was sad Right. Yeah, definitely. Huh.
2: Yeah, can't go wrong with Chris Farley.
1: Yeah, so that's that's the notable one for me. Wish he was in more movies. Love them all. Coneheads, Wayne's World. <laughs> uh, Billy Madison is the bus driver. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> good stuff. Good
1: stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So I guess that brings it to me. If if we want to move on to the next one, yeah, that's you. Cool. Um, <clears throat> I have a few on my list that, um. But, but I want to start with the first one. One that I haven't—I'm not by any means a fan of this guy. I mean, I've—I've I've never watched anything that he was in. But I wanted to bring him up because it's recent, and I have something to share about it. I guess uh, Corey Monteith, who was in Glee. Okay. Um, he died suddenly of some some kind of drug overdose, I guess. Um, and like I said, I, I've never. I've never watched Glee, ever, but Mm -hmm. circumstances presented themselves to where I watched his memorial episode, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it didn't sit right with me.
1: Oh, explain.
0: For some... It's hard to say without sounding... I don't know how it's going to come across. Insensitive. (laughs) Insensitive or, or something, but... Like Glee, from and Mike, maybe you can back me up because you've watched some episodes of Glee.
1: I have. I probably watched uh, – th- I know that I watched the entirety of the first season, and I either quit uh, about-, about three episodes into the third season uh, or toward the end of the second season. I, I don't remember.
0: Okay. Would you say that they – would you say that they um, made an effort to address certain issues? Um, that was the downfall
1: of the show. Okay, and it would, would uh, you the, say that they I don't had... mean to get into a review of Glee, uh, but quickly I'll say that early on I absolutely loved the show, uh, mm-hmm. and it really succeeded in being a show about underdogs—you know, l- lovable losers who had a talent and and kind of you know did their thing uh-huh. um and then it all became so message heavy and every every episode was was a new um like they were advocates for whatever something of the week um okay. and i'm an advocate for gay rights but it became very gay rights heavy um at the sacrifice of interesting stories so so i stopped watching this show after a while
0: okay well sorry I, that's fine <laughs> that's perfect actually i um I was under the impression that that's what the show is like. And when I saw the memorial episode, it seemed like a prime situation for them. Because I assume that they have plenty of impressionable young viewers who they've heard about, like, their favorite character from Glee passing away in real life sure. from a drug overdose. Wouldn't that be, like, a perfect situation to address that kind of problem? And... uh and kind oh, of address yeah. it as, like, like, have it be like, hey, don't use drugs or, you know, whatever. But instead, it was, I mean, and I, I understand it, but it was, the entire episode was just one huge love fest for the character that he played. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. And it was like, they made, they made, uh, they made an enormous effort not to reference the drug the drugs or anything like that or the way Mm -hmm. that he died because it was like I guess his brother in the show or someone was like people keep asking me why uh, how he died and it doesn't matter how he died it's just how he lived or something like that and it's like yeah but there's also a lot of people that watch the show that might think like oh well you know I don't know impressionable people you would think that they would address the drug issue as something that even a show that even a show that is so message heavy would jump at the opportunity to address uh, something as,
2: as substantial as drug use. Right. Um, That's an excellent point. Yeah. It's interesting that that was your qualm with it, was that it wasn't...
0: Oh, I had a lot of other qualms. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: Because usually it's the opposite. Usually people, it's it's like, oh, they're just trying to capitalize on his death, you know, right. by, by making this message uh, or, you know, having an agenda. But... Yeah. But yeah, I, I I definitely get what you're saying. Though. Yeah, I totally it seemed understand.
0: it seemed like that's the one situation where they would have been within their rights to do a message-heavy episode, and True. Yeah. not have it be like be like opportunistic or, 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 or uh, jumping at something, mm-hmm. right? Um,
1: and you know, it also makes sense to they don't want to attack this guy and the way he died. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. That that would be almost a little insensitive. Right, but they could have been delicate
0: about it and been like, "Hey, people have demons too. Even great people like this guy have yeah. have demons, and they 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 view this as an option. It's not an option or anything. Other, just something simple and as as basic a message as that, without even becoming overbearing. But they purposely sidestepped any reference to any kind of drug use, right? Which I thought was just just a really strange way to go about it. I guess, but right, yeah. But like I said, I had other problems with it, but uh, that's just problems with the show as a whole. And I can't really can't really go into critiquing the series because I've only seen that one episode. Um
1: I will say he was he was probably my favorite cast member, really. Uh early on he was, you know, uh, as far as the archetypes, he was kind of cast as the attractive male lead, you know, to com- to complement Leah Michelle's f- female lead. Okay. And uh and he was great. I I, I loved the early stuff. It, it, the show really tanked, and I th- and I think the general consensus is that it has. Right. I, I don't think I'm alone, but uh, right. he was one of my favorites. He was he was pretty good.
0: Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was just an interesting thing to bring up for my first uh, my first topic of the of the episode.
1: Cool. Very good. Thank yeah. you.
2: Welcome. I guess uh, I'm up again. Um, That's you. <laughs> Interestingly, the first, you know, the first ones that all three of us named were all drug overdoses. Mm-hmm. Right? Kind of interesting. Um, and all were, how was Chris? How old was Chris Farley when he passed away?
1: Oh, man, I wish I had it quickly. Uh, he, was, he, was he was probably young. 30-something, yeah. Right. So, yeah, they were all young and, you know. So, yeah, it's
2: kind of, we kind of went in the same vein there for that first right. one. Um, the uh, He was 33. Next, sorry. Oh, 33. Okay. Oh, no, that's cool. Yeah. The, uh, the next actor I'm going to bring up is uh, different than those. Um, uh, actually, it's an actress. Uh, her name is Natalie Wood. Um, oh, okay. Hopefully you've heard of her. She was a really great actress. Um, she uh, She's most famous for her role in uh, West Side Story, where she plays the female lead, uh, which is a pretty cool movie if you haven't seen it, and if you're gay like me. Um, <laughs> but no, she was... She, Ironically, she uh, she was nominated for like three Oscars, which I didn't even realize until I kind of started looking into her again for for this episode. And she she was she's most known for a film where she her her character sings, but it wasn't even her voice. Uh, huh. She's kind of famous for that too. That movie's kind of famous for it. A lot of the actors didn't sing their own songs; they just lip synced during the scenes um and that's what she's best known for so it's kind of ironic that these these other movies that she was in that she was nominated for oscars and were really good movies that people don't really think of them like for example she was uh nominated for an oscar uh when she was 17 years old before the movie rebel without a cause um which is pretty you know that's another iconic film um and people just i think people kind of forget about that but Um, And and also there's uh, a lot of mystery surrounding her death. Uh, She died. um, She, she drowned to death. um, And she was only, you know, she was only 43 years old. And um, there was, it's, it's interesting. Her, her death was called an accident for a long time. um, But then just last year in 2012, the investigation was reopened. Um, and like it was actually reclassified as an undetermined death um it's kind of interesting i don't i don't remember what kind of evidence they have for it i don't think they really clarified it but it's it's interesting even after 30 years her her you know the investigation for her death has been reopened so
1: mm-hmm. that um, is crazy
2: yeah and it's interesting and and, and another you know um, mm-hmm. another interesting thing about it is that she had a she, she drowned to death and she one of her greatest fears was of water. It was one of her greatest fears to drown to death. She, I think she had a bad experience on a, on a movie set when she was really young and she almost drowned and it, it haunted her for the rest of her life and scared her for the rest of her life. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit nefarious that that's how she would meet her end mm-hmm. is, uh, is by drowning. Um, so there's, there is definitely some mystery there and I, a lot of people think that she was murdered and, um, it'd be interesting if they actually do you know successfully investigate the case and and you know get us some more information um but she was she was a really great actress and she was you know really beautiful and really talented and uh it was definitely sad when she died yeah, so
0: she was uh she was married to Robert Wagner who in addition to a lot of stuff was also in um Austin Powers he played number <laughs> 2 um, uh yeah but and if I'm not mistaken, he was suspected uh, for a while of being involved in her death in some way.
2: Okay, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah.
0: But they never, obviously, they can never pin him on anything. Um, yeah, mm. that is tragic. That's sad.
1: Wow. Yep. That's interesting. That's a good one. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, okay. I I'm, I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but right. So yeah, uh, I think Mike, you're up next.
1: That is me. Uh, I'm going to talk about um, another one that affected me. I guess I'm kind of going in chronological order here. It uh, is John Ritter, uh, and nice. what I loved so much about John Ritter. Uh, th- this one is a little less message, I guess. <laughs> there's no, there's nothing sinister, uh, except maybe at the hands of fate, uh, and and no drugs or alcohol involved. Um. Anyway, John Ritter died on September 11th, 2003, and it and it really bothered me a lot um, because it was like right in the midst of this renaissance in John Ritter's career. Mm-hmm. Um, I the first time I ever had any exposure to John Ritter was from the movie Problem Child. You guys ever seen Problem Child? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The 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 uh, the classic, um, as well as the sequel problem child 2
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and he was in the movie it oh yeah yeah he was. yeah uh so i you know john Ritter was fantastic he 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 it was always um his brand of humor was i don't want to say wholesome because it kind of it kind of softens him a little too much mm-hmm. um but he was, he was family-friendly, even on, when he was on Three's Company, which ended before I was born. And he was playing a, a straight man pretending to be gay so he could live with uh, the two girls in the apartment. Right. Um, but I loved that show. Uh, I loved Problem Child. And so I kind of forgot about John Ritter for a long time until 2002 when uh, Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter came out uh, with, with, you know, John Ritter, Katie Sagal, Kaylee Coco, who of course is now super huge megastar, the big bang theory. Uh, and I just thought the show was hilarious. Um, I, I couldn't tell you, uh, what the ratings were of the show, but I'm pretty sure they were quite successful. And I remember it tanked after he died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really bummed me out a lot. Cause I was, I was just, I remembered him from Pro- problem child and then, uh, I was so excited that that he was back and I I would even like talk to my friends about uh Eight Simple Rules and how man it's it's so cool that uh John Ritter's back and they would be like what do you mean back? I'm like well you know cuz he was on that show from before we were born. <laughs> and uh and so when he died that was a that was a bummer. He also died on the same day as uh as uh oh man. Oh yeah. Um Johnny Cash. I'm so embarrassed that it took me so long. Wow. Like, They're like a day apart. Yep. Oh, they, I they thought died they died like on the same day.
2: Uh, I think it's like a day or two apart. Because hmm. I remember when Johnny Cash died.
1: Yeah.
0: He also died uh, six. Days oh yeah. Before Johnny Cash died the
1: next day. September yeah. 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 Um.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned that there's no controversy or anything like that around it. But mm-hmm. actually, if I remember correctly, his wife Amy Yasbeck, who was in Wings. Yeah. Um. She she filed like lawsuits or wanted criminal investigations or whatever done to the doctors. Cause he, he died of, um, I believe it was an aortic aneurysm, Uh huh. which that also kind of freaked me out a little bit because maybe two years before that, uh, my dad had one and he had to have open heart surgery and had to have like, um, I think it was like, a, it was like a triple bypass. Um, so that was like, cause, so so I knew in my in my head I knew like what I knew the I knew the problems with that and how it can go undetected and how um, how mm-hmm. it could it's a silent killer because I mean like he he was walking around with this with this aneurysm had no idea and then once it bursts he's just almost instantly dead um, right and I guess he had seen the doctor maybe four chest pains I believe um within a week before he died and they just they just overlooked it they didn't they didn't find it or anything and so i believe his wife was uh, trying to sue them but i don't know if yeah. there was anything came of it or anything but
1: no you're right um raider's family received more than 14 million in settlements including 9.4 uh, million right. from providence st joseph medical center in burbank where he died uh right. now that's from wikipedia so take that for what it is right. um but you're right. I guess. I guess that is yeah. a little bit of controversy. I, it's not sinister. I mean, it is right. of natural causes, but yeah. right. um, I guess perhaps slightly preventable. Let me uh, make an, a correction. I'm going to correct myself and apologize and explain my confusion. Um, Johnny Cash died at 2 a.m. Central Time on September 12th. So I think I heard about the news at the same time. Oh yeah. On September 12th. So that that explains my. Uh, my mistake. Right. right. Yeah. And, and Ritter though, ritter died at 10:48 p.m. on September 11th, so I found out about it the next day. Right.
2: Okay. But, uh, yeah, even though, I was going to say, even though John Ritter was in his 50s when he passed, it was definitely before his time. You know, I think, he, oh, absolutely. Well, you know, he definitely had a lot more to do. You know, like you said, he, his career was having a bit of a resurgence, so, um, yep. and he had, he, he was, people maybe just think of him as a funny guy, but he was a really talented actor. He, uh, he did a lot of good dramatic roles as well. Um, most notably, in my opinion, is Sling Blade, yes, uh, which is a really yeah. good movie. That's man, he was fantastic in that, especially up against you know, you know, powerhouse dramatic acting. That was I, I was impressed with him in that. So I, I definitely think he had a lot more to offer. Uh, still, a lot more to do and make people laugh and make people cry. He, he was he was a really great actor. Yep,
1: seemed like a good guy too.
2: Oh, I mean, definitely. I know yeah. we,
1: everybody always kind of says that when, once uh, right. when, when somebody dies, but uh, I you know I always kind of thought that about John Ritter even before he died. I, I just thought he was a <laughs> he was a guy who could be like your dad's friend that you kind of love just hanging out with. You right. know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. So he did, did a
0: great turn on uh, uh, Scrubs. He played JD's dad.
1: Yeah, he
2: did.
0: Yeah. yeah. Know, oh, actually, okay. Uh, they actually had an episode where where JD's brother came on on the show and he was like, Yeah, dad's dead and they did a whole episode around John Ritter's death but as, under the guise of uh, JD's dad dying. Mm-hmm. Um but, right. yeah. but his uh, his one episode that he actually did while he, while he was alive was, was really good. Um yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Yep. Um cool. whose turn is it is it my turn?
1: Yeah, it's my okay. turn. So.
0: Okay, well going on to uh an actor that I've I am actually familiar with, um <laughs> Uh, in 2008, early 2008, January, um, Heath Ledger passed away.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: was it? Was that it? Um, yeah, January 22nd, 2008. And I have this kind of thing where I, I, I remember where I was. I was taking a class for something. I don't know. Class, <laughs> then, whatever, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was in a computer lab, and I was uh, I was I was on the computer, and like I was kind of like it was before class and everything. And, like I went and I clicked on, like it was like Yahoo News or something like that, and said so, like Heath Ledger died, and I was like, oh my god, what does that mean for The Dark Knight? Um,
1: god. But
0: and then once the shotgun kind of came in, I was like, he was that's that's it's, it was really tragic because he was in, Brookback Mountain, which yeah. Was one of my favorite movies of um, that year of two thousand five, um, and he was. I, it was just a powerful performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry to
1: interject. I call Brokeback Mountain uh, one of the three best movies from the early aughts. Uh, Agreed. Agree. From the two thousands, it is. It is in my top three, no oh. doubt.
2: I think it's definitely in my top five or ten.
1: Yeah. yeah. Funny enough, Dark Knight is also is also <laughs> in there. Yeah. Yeah, but he was
0: just an actor who let's see he came he came onto the the scene i guess um he did some tv this may have been like australian tv or something like the early to mid 90s mm-hmm. and then i mean he did like 10 things i hate about you which is a really good movie
1: yeah it is yeah yep. and then
0: also the patriot and then he kind of he did a lot of good supporting roles
1: oh you forgot the knights a Night's tale
0: a knight's tale yeah um <laughs> that was next after the patriot um mm-hmm. he, i guess he was the star of that but um he was also a good supporting character in Monsters Ball. Mm-hmm. But he kinda mm-hmm. he he did a lot of great stuff and you could tell, like, especially in the Dark Knight that he I mean, he was gonna he was gonna go places, like he was gonna be great like him, like uh yep. in that and also in um Brokeback Mountain. Um so it just came as a huge shock to me and again that's a it's another drug overdose um thing. Mm-hmm. I guess he couldn't sleep or something.
1: Uh, you know, it's, uh, it it's kinda, kind of – it was an accidental intoxication yeah, uh, right. from prescription drugs. And th- this is – man, this might be a little insensitive, but I remember after it happened and all the speculation that came out, um, being the big comic book fan that I am and the even bigger Dark Knight fan that I am, no, that's not true. I'm a bigger comic fan than I am Dark Knight. Anyway, um, so when the Dark Knight came out and and Heath Ledger died shortly after and they said that he started taking uh, these uh, prescription drugs to like sleep aids and and things like that Mm -hmm. um, as a result of having to get into this weird headspace of the Joker. So I remember thinking it was really eerie and creepy. A couple of friends uh, and I were speculating that like the Joker killed him. Right. which is not true because he was filming uh, the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus when he died. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I just remember it, it hit me really hard when he died. I was just so like, um, I, you know, surprised. I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was crazy, yeah. um, right.
2: right? And talk you know talk about going out on top, so to speak. I know that's again that's that's it pales in comparison to the, the loss of someone, you know. But uh, yeah just it was a, it was an extraordinary circumstance i'll put it that way one of the one of the if not the biggest most powerful influential films of the decade was uh-huh. about to come out and he was going to be the the leading force of it essentially uh-huh. uh you know it was just an incredible circumstance that that's that's when he passed away it was the timing was interesting also, yeah. i'll put it that way <laughs> yeah not to be
1: insensitive. yeah i agree um, and he was, you know, I don't have the short list with me, but that I can remember probably the most deserving of a posthumous Oscar.
2: Absolutely. Um, oh yeah.
1: At least in recent memory. Mm-hmm. I, I but what I mean by that is that he probably would have won it if he was alive. Mm-hmm. Right. Which again, not to be insensitive, but I don't know that that's always true. You know? Yeah. Um, he was just unbelievably fantastic uh you you it's so rare to truly see actors transform into characters but heath ledger was not in the dark knight the right. joker was in the dark knight it was it was amazing mm-hmm. yeah i remember
0: just being blown away when i first saw the trailer and thinking i mean i i could not recognize him i watched the trailer the trailer a dozen times and i, I could not see heath ledger in that trailer whatsoever yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. And the movie didn't disappoint, obviously, but it's it's crazy to think like where would his career have gone after The Dark Knight? Because I mean that would have been just monumental for him.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You and he, you wonder, and this is and this is bad. You wonder if uh, you wonder how successful The Dark Knight would have been had he not died, because right. it it was deservedly and absolutely. Uh, a box office smash it was a blockbuster movie but it was also a cult movie which i I know the definition of cult is usually it's it's not very popular upon initial release and then it finds a cult somewhere else but there was a dark knight cult and then there was the huge blockbuster everybody and their brother saw it you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i don't think that cult would have existed
2: yeah maybe not Yeah. yeah that's a good point yeah, he was he, he was really a transformative actor. Uh even even mentioning his other greatest performance, you know, we talked about Brokeback Mountain. Uh I, I think he was that that was a huge transformation for him as well, Brokeback Mountain. Uh, you know, he's he's almost unrecognizable in that. Right. The, the the voice, the, the accent that he adapted for that. Um clearly he was, you know, really Incredibly talented and, and you know inflecting his voice that way um so yeah he was he was the best kind of actor you know he was he could completely just you could you forgot that you were watching a Heath Ledger movie you know thats right. yeah that's that was his talent
1: I'm looking at uh the the best actor nominees uh in two thousand five when Heath Ledger was nominated for Brookback Mountain, and man, that is a tough category. Uh, yeah. Best actor. The winner was Philip Seymour Hoffman for Capote, mm-hmm. which I didn't really like the movie all that much, but he was good in it. Right. Terrence yeah. Howard for Hustle and Flow, uh, yeah. and then Joaquin Phoenix and Walk the Line, which I think was the Jeez. was the favorite at least until Capote came out. Mm-hmm. And then David Strathairn and Good Night and Good Luck. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, tough, tough year. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, tough year sure. to have the the movie of your life. Right. And I thought the gra- the the greater
2: tragedy was that. Uh, Brokeback Mountain should have won the
1: Oscar for Best Picture. Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah. especially over Crash. You know? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Just yeah, one of the absolutely uh, the the biggest ripoff since Shakespeare in Love beat Saving Private Ryan in 1998. Yeah. Totally, yeah. hands down. Nice. Yeah, I agree.
0: My favorite. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My my favorite thing about that Oscar telecast was John Stewart. Um, after they after they announced the the winner for. Um, like best music or whatever but he came out and he was like just so everyone counting at home is counting three six mafia one oscar martin, <laughs> martin scorsese zero yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's
1: which funny. they of course won but, for hustle and Flow, but he won one the next year so that's yeah, okay that's yeah funny. he did that's funny yeah, yeah crash Ugh, i know yeah. i remember uh Man, we're, it's very much a tangent here. That movie, uh, or when that year, 2005, I don't think I saw Brokeback Mountain. Um, no, you know, I did see Brokeback Mountain before the, the Oscars that year. But I remember Good Night and Good Luck was my favorite mm-hmm. going into the Academy Awards at that time. Uh, yeah. It wasn't until the second time I saw Brokeback Mountain that I that I really loved it and I really got it. Um, I don't know. You know, so, I don't it's,
0: know. It's weird because at the time... Of the that those movies were coming out i was or at that time i um i was we were it was freshman year and we were mm-hmm. at u s i and I was going for journalism and I was offered uh extra credit for seeing good night and good luck still yes. haven't, still haven't seen the movie <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, you know my girlfriend at the time who you might remember matt
0: i do remember vividly it's yeah <laughs>
1: I think this is like the third time I've mentioned her on the podcast, yeah. uh, so I gotta say I'm married to a lovely woman, yes. uh, Amanda White. It's just just to make sure I mention her more times on the podcast than my like ex-girlfriends. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, well, she
0: she was on the podcast at one point, so
1: she was. That's, that's true, good. Amanda, not Sarah. Right. Anyway, right, right. Uh, <laughs> um, she had the same assignment, mm-hmm. and we uh, right. went was, to yeah. see Good Night and Good Luck, and the the they started the movie like t- 30 minutes early oh, wow. so we, they gave us free tickets to see it again nice yeah nice. so i saw it one and a half times <laughs> and then we uh can i say this on the air will it come back i guess if i'm running for president we <laughs> snuck in to see walk the line so i saw walk the line for free
2: nice wow. you son of a bitch <laughs> i know i know I
1: know. Uh interesting fun fact about our freshman year, Maddie. Do you know the first movie we saw in theaters uh in Evansville at college you me and uh my ex-girlfriend? Um no, I can't think of anything. I can't think he, of it. We saw The Brothers Grimm. Are you sure? Did I see Did you see it with us?
0: I don't think I saw it with you.
1: Oh, uh, you didn't. No. Damn! Ah, that would have been well, a good way to wrap it up or bring it, it would have been great, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brothers Grimm was the first movie I saw in Evansville, and you and I lived together. Oh, wow. Well, thanks
0: for the invite for that and for tonight. Good luck. <laughs> I didn't know and you and yet. I was trying to line. get out of the apartment. <laughs> right.
1: I don't know. He just sits around and watches friends all day. It's, we got to go.
0: It's so weird. It's so weird. He wants to <laughs> sync up the final season. It's weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you know that was me. Uh, oh, that was all you. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> Good times, <laughs> uh, yeah. Brothers Grimm. How was that? that? It was not good. It was oh, okay. Stupid. Huh. Uh, yeah. But Heath Ledger, of course. Yeah. Heath Ledger. For those yeah. who don't it know,
0: was, uh, yeah, it was just it was sad to see him go. And I mean, and they, I, I feel like they even tried to generate some controversy over that because like one of the Olsen twins found like she he was in her apartment or something, and they found her. So, I don't know, but right. yeah. It's yeah. just weird how the media will will contort these these things um, for mm-hmm. that and uh, yeah so
2: and also I, I remember Terry Gilliam being upset that you know I think he he directly accused Christopher Nolan but also the producers and the you know marketing people for the Dark Knight they 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 kind of he accused them of trying to capitalize on his death to promote the film and yeah. say say that it was his last film when really it wasn't, uh, right. stuff like that. Right. So. Have
1: you guys seen Dr. Parnassus? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I have. It's a cool movie.
1: It is cool. It's cool. I don't love it. Um, has right. Andrew Garfield in it. It does. Uh, which he
0: was really good. He
2: Terry was. Gilliam is an acquired taste, really. Yeah, uh, totally. Some, sometimes he's fantastic. Sometimes he's a little too weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just he's he's kind of... He's never bad, though. You know what I mean.
0: Uh uh-huh. But the best yeah. movie of his that I've seen is his most normal movie, I believe. It's Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, it which is, yes. is just
1: fantastic.
0: But
2: Brazil well, is a close second.
1: Still, yeah. never seen that.
2: Yeah, it's a weird flick.
0: Yeah,
1: so, uh, and I'm going to throw this out there just for our podcast listeners. I hate Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> it uh, is a very anyway. overrated film. It is absolutely. I own absolutely. it because I own it. But yeah, it here. was one of it was one of three <laughs> movies that were. Uh, integrated into my collection uh, when I got married. Oh, I see. And Amanda, I th- I think it was one of Amanda's ex-boyfriends <laughs> DVDs anyway. <laughs> wow. Uh, so we're running low on time. I think we got yeah. uh, Tiny. Do you want to do your sure. last one?
2: Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, my last one uh, is uh, the always hilarious and enjoyable Phil Hartman, hmm. who uh, – also, you know, not not young when he died, but definitely before he was done. You know, he still he still had a lot more to do. Uh-huh. Um most famous for, you know, Saturday Night Live, of course. Yeah. Um just you know, he was hilarious on Saturday Night Live, so many epic characters, uh you know, Frankenstein and uh when he did I think he did did he do uh Clinton at the time?
1: He did Clinton once. Uh, Maybe once or twice early on, and uh, it was pre-Monica Lewinsky scandal, and he's going for a run, and he goes into the restaurant, and he's eating – I want to say McDonald's, (laughs) but I could be mistaken. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says um, something about how, you know Hillary won't want you to eat that, and he goes, oh, there's going to be a lot of things we'll do that we won't tell Hillary about.
0: (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah, isn't that great? (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and what so a tragic it, death too. I mean, yeah. oh my gosh, oh, yes. Man. I I remember Do you want her. to tell it, Tiny? Yeah, yeah, Tiny, do you want to tell it?
2: Sure. sure. Um just uh he was well, he was horribly murdered. Uh that's the only way to put it. He uh he'd been um divorced a few times. Uh had kind of a a rocky marriage uh, to say the least. Uh his wife was Bryn Omdahl, uh, her, i think that's how you say her name um and so they had a a rocky marriage at best and uh she she had issues with drugs and mm-hmm. she was kind of abusive and uh unfortunately, in may of nineteen ninety eight she uh shot him and then killed herself yeah. in los angeles um I feel like she had some mental disorders as well i th- i think it was a whole cornucopia of issues she had if i remember correctly so uh it, it was i remember when it happened it was really just not not the kind of death you expect to see, I guess, um from a celebrity like that, you know, right. typically it's accidental or you know drug overdose, something like that, but um yeah, it was just it was really shocking the way he was killed, um especially for someone who is perceived as being so nice and just like a really funny guy, pleasurable, jolly to be around with, you wouldn't expect him to be horrifically murdered by someone, you know. Not yep. to be funny about it or make light of it, but you know it's just it's just not something that you would expect from a comedy actor. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, it's really it's really a shame. Yeah. Um, right. right. I know him best um, as the as the voice actor as the you know cartoon voice actor Troy McClure. Sure. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. <laughs> you may remember me from such films as you know so on and yeah. so forth. And then, yeah. of course. uh, even, even most, most famously, uh, I think this is the third time we've mentioned in the on the podcast the monorail episode of The Simpsons, yes. written of course by Conan O'Brien, course, uh, features yeah. Lionel Hutz, mm-hmm. yes, uh, who tries to sell the monorail to to uh, yeah. to Springfield, and, and Phil Hartman played Lionel Hutz, and that was that was one of my favorites, and uh, he was also. Uh because he was only like a guest star. He he was a frequent guest star, mm-hmm. but he was kind of one of the first people on The Simpsons like I recognized as somebody. Mm-hmm. Um he, he was he did all kinds of things, man. I'm looking he's uh he was a voice on uh Scooby Doo, DuckTales, uh Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Cartoon, uh Tailspin, Tiny Toons Adventures, Captain Planet, Darkwing Duck, Tom and Jerry Kids, just all kinds of eek the cat animaniacs. Huh. Wow! Um, yeah, he did a
2: lot. Yeah. A lot of stuff. He was a great cameo actor as well. Um, I always, one of the funniest parts of, of the movie, um, So I Married an Axe Murderer, uh, which is a great movie. Um, you know, Michael Myers, is just fantastic. Um, Mike Myers. Mike Myers, well, same thing.
1: You know what's yeah. funny? When we were doing Halloween, you called Michael Myers, Mike Myers.
2: Did I? Did you? Wow.
1: You Impressive. weirdo. <laughs> They have the same name, semantics. This anyways, it's got super nerdy. Like <laughs> Matt and I just like pushed up nerdy. our glasses that are put together by tape. <laughs> uh, actually, it's Mike Myers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's us in a nutshell.
2: <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, so I married an axe murderer, hilarious movie. But he has a fantastic cameo in it as a tour guide at Alcatraz. Uh, it's where he just tells this really inappropriate story. It's so funny. Uh, I, I always remember him for stuff like that. Uh, and uh, in my opinion, he's he's my favorite part of the movie Jingle All the Way. Which yes. is just kind of a a, oh, yeah. stu- a stupid, silly movie, you know.
0: Well, let's let's not get carried away, Tiny. That's a classic. Yeah, <laughs> um, I it's
2: love Arnold. That movie. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's not
1: let's not overlook uh, a Sinbad and B. Perhaps <laughs> more importantly, Jake Lloyd. Yes. True. Uh, and uh, Jim Free Belushi. Anakin Skywalker. Who? Mm-hmm. Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi, oh. yes. Yeah.
0: Um. Also, about Jake Lloyd, there was... um. <laughs> anytime I watch it now, I imagine, like, what if it's, like, a prequel to <laughs> the prequels to Star Wars? And, like, what if this is, like... The, what really set Anakin Skywalker down the road to the dark side is finding out that his father <laughs> didn't get him his favorite toy for Christmas. Um <laughs>
1: Well, as a Star Wars fan, I, I can't let you go on thinking that. Uh, the <laughs> events of Star Wars, including the prequels, uh, take place a uh, long time ago. Oh, my reality. The galaxy far, far away. Well, I can get the far, far away, the galaxy far, far away. You, you never know. Turbo Man has powers we've not yet seen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> time
0: travel. A long time ago says it all, my friend. <laughs> Yeah. Time travels the answer to that, but yeah. As for uh, Phil Hartman's death, I do remember. I remember vividly. I wanted to share this anecdote. I know we're running short on time, I guess, but um, it's kind of morbidly humorous. I would say I wouldn't call it funny, but I remember finding out that Phil Hartman died. It was, um, it was. I woke up one morning and my dad was in my room, and he was like, "I was twelve at the time." and he may have woken me up to tell me this because uh, we watched Saturday Night Live all the time and we watched we, Jingle All the Way, all that stuff. Um, and he was like, hey. He started the conversation with, hey, you know who Phil Hartman is. And the <laughs> what? what that tells me is that something horrible has happened to Phil Hartman because <laughs> my entire family throughout all of my life has prefaced tragic news with hey you know that one guy or hey oh no yeah hey you know the world trade center no that's not how it happened but (laughs) um (laughs) it's just like that's how that that's how my family breaks the news so and like and i mean it's to the point where occasionally like they'll say like oh yeah you know your cousin so-and-so yeah they just had a baby and i'm like oh oh good that's great yeah (laughs) um but yeah, so I kind of just, I knew that, and then that was kind of the, that was that was just kind of how I found out, and obviously I was very um, affected by it, because I was a huge fan of his, um, mm-hmm. especially Jingle All The Way, but
1: yeah. Oh. Very cool. Yeah. Well... I really don't want to have to do a sequel to this episode. Yeah,
0: I don't think I don't think we really need. to. These are we'll just getting fired. sad.
1: Uh, yeah. But there's all there's all kinds of more. Uh, and so, listeners, if you, if you think of any or you have favorites, please let us know. Uh, we don't mean to overlook or or slight the losses of uh, your favorite actors or celebrities. Uh, so say something to us. Tell us tell us your stories. Who meant something to you uh, that died? Uh, you can tweet us, of course. Uh, at all the familiar places, you can send us an email, ovpodcast at com. You can hit us up on the Facebook page or just go to obsessiveviewer.com. When you download this, you can leave us a review on iTunes uh, and just say, hey, these guys are pretty good, but they're idiots because they <laughs> forgot to mention blank, your yeah. favorite celebrity who left us too soon here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I think that does it. Should we uh should we stink it, yeah. up this joint with some potpourri? Ah,
0: that sounds good to me. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. Um this sounds of good. course is potpourri where we talk about whatever we want as long as it smells nice. Um uh let's see. Um uh I guess I'll I'll kick it off. It. Um I just watched Wreck It Ralph again. Um <laughs> that movie was so good i'm I sorry love it go ahead so much uh, i actually just bought the blu-ray and i have a funny kind of anecdote about it obviously the movie's just it's phenomenal it's uh uh as a piece of trivia it's the first non-pixar animated movie i've bought on blu-ray which is a monumental thing for me because i'm a huge pixar fanboy uh-huh. <laughs> um but it's it's a great movie it's it's full of nostalgia. Um, for video games. If, if you love any kind of video game, you'll love Wreck-It Ralph, and John C. is just fantastic, um, as is um, Jack McBrayer Fix-It Felix. But anyway, um, something funny happened while I was watching it last night. Um, my nephew came into my room. I mean, I was watching the kids' movie with my nephew, is what I mean. <laughs> um, no, but my nephew's like two, two and a half, um, and he... <laughs> He pressed a button on my remote and just out of nowhere popped up a different, like, like a new, um, like a picture in picture kind of feature on it. Um, and it was just, it was just Chris Hardwick was just there (laughs) and it was basically, he hosts this, um, it's called intermission actually. Um, not to be confused with our friends at the intermission podcast, um, (laughs) but it's called intermission where you basically you control it. Uh, it guides you through the movie and it breaks, breaks away to Chris Hardwick saying like, Hey, this is a reference to this video game or this is a reference to this thing from childhood and all that stuff. Um, That's awesome. So it's pretty cool. Um, I was just, I was just surprised because I mean, obviously Chris Hardwick is everywhere and I just had no idea that he was on my record Ralph Blu-ray. So it was a nice, it was a nice surprise. Um, and of course the movie's fantastic. I, I love it so much. Um, it's a great movie. It's yeah. so
2: creative. I mean, there's been a lot of really great creative uh, animated films over the last couple of years, but I think that one is in the top tier, top three most creative movies. Just such an incredible idea for a movie. Absolutely. Yeah. And it used yeah.
0: to be, it used to be Pixar versus DreamWorks, but now it's Pixar versus their their brothers or their cousins, uh, Disney Animation Studios versus DreamWorks versus a plethora of other um, animated studios that are coming out of the woodwork. And it's great because it inspires great competition. Like last year, Wreck-It Ralph was the best animated movie that I saw and it beat Pixar, which released uh, uh
1: brave, right? Not at the Academy Awards.
0: Well, yeah, but in my personal opinion, it was, it was better than brave. Yeah, um, I agree.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it was just great. I actually remember in my Oscar poll, I had wreck and Ralph picked for that, which was, uh, it was a huge deal. I know it shook the foundations of everyone in that Oscar pool. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that uh, that movie is fantastic. I like watching it. I felt like a little kid for obvious reasons. Uh, but then at the end, I felt like a little kid because I was just like, "Why didn't they get more video game characters in there?" <laughs> <laughs> like I was ungrateful that it wasn't right. awesome enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what the sequels for.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Tiny, how about you? What do you got for popery?
2: Um, the movie I wanted to talk about was uh Promised Land, which I finally watched. Um I'd been meaning to watch it for a long time. Uh if you don't know what it is, it's uh it's a movie that was it was directed by Gus Van Sant, but it was written and produced by Matt Damon. Uh John Krasinski also wrote part of it. That's right. Um which I didn't realize until I started watching it. But uh it's just it's a movie about um it kind of it, it kind of takes the issue of uh, the whole natural gas boom that's going on right now. It's it is it's a message-heavy movie. It's very preachy, which I figured it would be. Uh, Matt Damon is pretty political, so uh, I, I figured it would be. But uh, it's about, you know, basically what these companies are doing is they're going into these small towns where all this natural gas is located under under the ground, and they're trying to... You know, basically make leases on people's lands so they can put in these wells and get to this natural gas and it's it's turning out that they're it's actually kind of uh, dangerous, it can uh, destroy the land and it can poison the water and make people sick uh, it can apparently, I've, I've looked into it a little bit um, it's a, a hot issue right now um, so the movie's just kind of about that, it's about this guy who works for the gas company, he comes into this small town and he tries to persuade the whole town and then you know the, the, the citizens of the town individually into uh, leasing their land to this gas company so they can uh, drill for this natural gas and uh, John Krasinski plays a, <clears throat> a character who's like an environmentalist who comes in and tries to put a stop to it and it's just about the clash there um, and you know it was it was an interesting movie I I'll, I'll give him some credit it was um, it it had some creative parts to it um the characters are interesting i liked i like john krasinski's performance quite a bit actually um but it was just so message heavy and so preachy uh that it was just kind of it's it's almost off-putting now to see something like that um so it's it's kind of worth a watch It, it was a slightly it was an enjoyable movie it wasn't wasn't great or anything but um you know check it out if you're interested in the interested in the issue i think a better movie is actually uh a documentary called Gasland that came out a year or two ago. Uh, it was either nominated for, or maybe it even won an Oscar for best documentary. It's a really good, uh, really good movie. It used to be on Netflix Instant. I don't know if it still is or not. Huh. Um, but it's it, that—that's a better movie if you're curious about the the subject, uh, you know, the the underlying message, if you will. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting movie. I, I kind of liked it.
0: Huh. Would so so tiny? You wouldn't say don't. You wouldn't say that it's a fracking good movie.
2: What? I hate you so much. What is that? I'm I'm confused. The process that they that they use to get oh. to to the natural gas is called fracking.
0: Fracking. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome, listeners. I mean, oh, that's <laughs> good. Feel free that's to have stupid. one. That's stupid. You're uh, dumb. Feel free to use that. If in um, Gasland is at least here in the states, it is streaming on Netflix still.
2: Okay. And, um, so, yeah, fracking was a term that was invented way before Battlestar Galactica, which it's used as an expletive right. on that show. Yeah.
1: Uh, it was actually, and in Spider Man 2099, I believe. Oh, interesting. It'll it was actually
0: wild. used specifically for this moment for me to use that joke. So,
2: it was coined for that purpose. Thank yeah. God for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mike, what do you got?
1: All right, uh, wrapping it up here, I guess. I'll, I'll talk about a couple things. Uh, two things specifically. Um, I just on Thanksgiving watched The Hunger Games: Catching Fire. Oh, nice! Which nice. Which was a real treat. Really? Yeah, I I of, sorry. Was really disappointed. What
0: were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, what did you think of the original Hunger Games? First,
1: I didn't. I didn't like the first one. Okay. I thought it was. I thought it was low. Um, I'll I will say that I read the first book and about half of the second book and mm-hmm. I finished the first book uh literally a half an hour before it went to see the first movie um and I don't I guess that had an effect on it but I don't know it it just seemed like uh there was too much to put in the movie and and things that I felt were important to get across didn't come across and it was just kind of boring and I, and i was confused about some things i was wondering why nobody was revolting against against the Capitol. of course we get those answers in catching fire um i thought jennifer lawrence was was better this time uh she's she's kind of growing into the role um i really really love uh the the evolution of effie trinket i think she was awesome in the movie i also like um as um, in comparison to the books, they cut out a lot of well, all of Katniss's internal monologue about which boy she is pining for, uh, <laughs> and so that she doesn't seem just like a girl, uh, you know, conflicted. She's she's definitely in love with Gale and not about Peta, and uh, so I like that. Uh, it was more action packed. There were some twists that I didn't expect coming. There was a big twist that I totally did expect, uh, <laughs> but it was it was fun to watch. It was it was really good. I, uh, nice. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how it concludes. I'm not looking forward to the fact that there are two of them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Uh, uh, in other words, I'll talk about a little bit about the future. Kind of do a little bit of traveling, time traveling. Mm-hmm. Um. If you follow our blog, Matt's blog that we contribute to, uh, on a daily basis, then you know that yesterday I posted a uh, Thursday edition of Trailer Tuesday about the Amazing Spider-Man 2 trailer. Um, So I'm going to say today, which is recorded before Thursday (laughs) for an episode that will be released on Friday, that I hope I really liked it. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm really today i am really 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 excited for it um they they just uh, have you guys seen the pictures on twitter going around of the of the three panel poster
0: no i saw the (laughs) like little like 20 second teaser for the for the trailer though
1: yeah well yeah those are just him falling out of the sky those are cool those look very cool but uh so the teaser is and i'm gonna say because people have seen it by now and they've seen the trailer by now Mm -hmm. uh it's kind of got like spider-man you see spider-man's back uh and there's three panels on the right to our right spider-man's right is electro of course all the way to his left is rhino in some mech suit so not paul giamatti just this mech rhino and in the center is some uh uh some figure some man on what appears to be a glider of sorts
0: Ooh, oh interesting.
1: Yeah. Nice. so uh, uh, um three villains seems like a lot i mean we all remember right. spider-man 3
0: <laughs> yes we do
1: uh, but I really like Andrew Garfield. I really hope they learn from the mistakes they made in the first movie. Uh, I was not a huge fan of The Amazing Spider-Man, but I'm just always excited for, for comic book news and, and especially Spider-Man news. So I'm looking forward today to that. Uh, I guess when this is released, I'm looking forward to the movie, unless yesterday I wrote the, the trailer sucked
0: right <laughs> let's not let's not get carried away here though because you kind of buried the lead there or not really buried the lead but you um you ignored this one thing you also posted a trailer tuesday for uh x-men days of future past
1: i did but there's uh, more to say about that yeah yeah yeah
0: that's true but anyway well, check okay, that out. I'll i posted the,
1: that on tuesday please yeah. read it
0: yeah i'll put the links in there because it was a really good write-up of uh of the expectations for the movie and it got me excited to see it. Oh, um, cool. Thank yeah. you. That's a
1: good compliment. Yeah. Um I appreciate I it. I am very per, uh possibly more excited for uh Days of Future Past than I am for for Amazing wow. Spider-Man. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And that is and I'm a bigger Spider-Man fan, right. more excited for X-Men because Amazing Spider-Man let me down and First Class was uh frackin awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Um is that everyone?
1: Yep, yeah, that's right. it.
0: Cool. Well, um, actually, before, uh, if, do you want to say anything about Paul Walker? Because <laughs> we kind of base this whole oh, episode yeah. around the idea of, uh, of of we we I mean we created this episode because of what happened to Paul Walker. So, any anything you guys want to say?
1: <laughs> I- well, I. S- I said early, uh earlier that I She's All That is one of my favorite movies. Oh, that's right. Um I guess not because of Paul Walker, really just because right. I Rachel E. Cook. Um but he did. He genuinely seemed like a good guy. I gotta say I really wasn't a fan of the Fast and Furious movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but um you know, he was he was serviceable in them and apparently he was very well liked. Uh so it is always it's always unfortunate when uh when actors who who we we hear about all the time especially in incredibly popular movies uh leave us so early
0: right right
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, tiny what do you what do you think of paul walker
2: i i was a fan uh because i loved the uh i really liked fast and furious franchise um just just strictly on a i feel like i have to defend it (laughs) Just strictly for a fun level. I mean, it's not like I thought they were great movies that were right. Oscar worthy and stuff. They were just fun movies, especially the the past couple ones have been so much fun. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, again, he just seemed like a super nice guy, really, really, really nice. And you know he he left behind a child. It's that's always sad, right? Uh, and again, it died definitely before his time. I, he he wasn't. He was a younger guy. He had a lot a lot of years left. Uh, to entertain us so it's it's definitely yeah. sad yeah
0: yeah it is sad and i mean like I, the, his body of work he had i mean he didn't have the most glamorous career i guess like it not in terms of like meaty roles for his acting um but i then again like he was a serviceable guy like you guys said um he he kind of he fit an archetype for a while. Like he was kind of the pretty boy, high school jock kind of guy. And and she's all that Pleasantville, Um, Mm -hmm. uh, some other ones too. I can't think of, um, but he also kind of, I mean, he did, he did some good work and some other things like fun, like kind of teen thrillers, like Joyride or, um, the skulls were, were a lot of fun. Um, and then also probably my favorite, um, my favorite performance of his, I haven't seen in a long time, but this movie called Running Scared that I think Tiny you actually got me into. Um, he plays like a detective or or, or a cop. Who, yeah, yeah. It's like a really gritty movie. I don't remember specifics. I think it has something to do with a Russian mob or something. But um, it was just a really cool, really cool movie and a really surprising performance. And um, it's also sad. Just I mean, anytime a celebrity dies in a in a tragic accident like that, I mean if you see the pictures of the wreckage it's 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 horrifying
1: yeah it is um
0: but it's anytime that happens is is sad but um but it's it's uh, yeah um there's something else i was gonna say about that but i can't remember um yeah it's 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 just a tragedy but um i guess that about covers it right
2: yep i think so all
0: right well like we said you can follow us on twitter i'm I just hit my mic. Um, I'm Matt at Obsessive Viewer. Tiny's at Ad Obsessive Tiny. Mike's at I am Mike White. You can find the blog at ObsessiveViewer.com. Um, email us at ovpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, like us on Facebook, uh, Google+, all that stuff. Rate us and review us on iTunes. Uh, um, and then also vote for us for Podcast of the Month on Podcast Land. Um, that would really help us out a lot because it's, it's – it's just like two minutes of your time. Um, and then also, I'm, I meant to mention this, when Mike, when you were talking about Hunger Games, but um, our friends mm-hmm. over at the Nerds You're Looking For podcast, uh, they actually did a, re- a really good review of uh, um, Catching Fire on their second episode. So check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes for you guys. I guess. Um, guess that about does it.
2: That'll do it. i will do it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening,
0: yep. everyone. Thanks for listening. Balls. all right um <clears throat> <laughs> all right we're recording if you wouldn't bring us in mike